0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman. I'd like to welcome you to our latest podcast. And this, in a sense, is our first two-part podcast. Uh, Here we're back with Ian Haas, who's the Global Cardiac CT Manager for GE Healthcare. And let's pick up with the interview where I left off a few moments ago. I know it's hard to predict the future. It's hard to predict, literally, what we're going to see in Chicago in a couple weeks. But in your mind, where do you think cardiac CT is going to go in the near future?
1: Well, that's an interesting question, Dr. Fishman, you know, where where do you see cardiac CT in the future? If I just look on the future from where we started years ago to where we are now, you know, probably what my physicians ask me for the most is three things. They want better spatial resolution, they want better temporal resolution, and they want more coverage of the heart. And really, that's what GE and all vendors are looking at. So I think in the next few years, you are going to see improvements. When you think about it, we really want to have the speed of a cardiac cath lab, the resolution of a cardiac cath lab, and the ease of use of looking at the exams. So I think you'll see advancements in all these different areas in spatial resolution coverage and temporal resolution and trying to get these exams done as quickly as possible with the best diagnostic results. The other area that I think is really gonna be Improved is the processing, and you see this happening already in lung imaging on CT, and where you have automated tools that pull up the lung nodules. I think you'll see in coronary CTA that we'll be able to automatically pull out all the vessels for you and then actually highlight the areas of abnormality. In GE, we call it VCAR, which is. Um, <coughs> We call it VCAR, excuse me, and um, volume computer-aided reading is the way we are looking at it. And they're just tools that automatically will look at everything for the physician to help speed up the read. But it is not a replacement for the physician. It's just helping you identify the areas of abnormality. And then, you know, I think the other thing is going to be... reading from the web one of the biggest things that we hear from our physicians today is that they want to be able to read their exam anywhere so I think you'll see all the vendors going to tools where they can actually read an exam if they're here in the US if they're in Europe at a meeting you know and they can just log on to the web connect to their workstation from anywhere around the world and read an exam. And that's the biggest areas that you'll see. You'll also are gonna see different type of applications coming out. You know, we have applications for electrophysiologists. We've talked to physicians on how to do CTL closures and how we'd open them up and can CT help guide. I think lead placement is a big area, perfusion imaging on CT, and then also plaque imaging. So I think you're gonna see different areas and different avenues opening up in the future for cardiovascular CT.
0: And all of our courses, as you know, about 20% of the people raise their hand when I ask the question, are you doing cardiac CT today? The other 80% raise their hand when I say, who thinks they'll be doing cardiac CT a year from now? So for those 80% of the people, what advice would you give a site that it's is first starting to do cardiac CT? What are your best helpful hints?
1: So what would the advice be for starting a cardiac CT center? Um, I think, first of all, you need to get a group of dedicated people. So when you're first doing coronary CTA, um, and depending how big of a center that you have, I think you need a dedicated physician, be it a radiologist or a cardiologist, and you need one or two technologists, depending on how big your facility is, that really learn how to do cardiac CT. I think the first thing that you should do is the physician who's in charge of this should sit down with the technologist and explain ECG imaging. Most of the technologists, they come from a CT background. They may not even understand ECG and how to hook a patient up to an ECG and what a proper ECG waveform looks like. The second thing, I think, is just teaching the technologist's anatomy because once your technologists are comfortable, these scans will be good, they'll be beautiful, and they'll be performed, be, excuse me, performed well all the time. So I think your biggest thing is to sit down, get a group of people in your center, (coughs) get them experience on how to look at an ECG, what the anatomy of the heart is gonna be, um, and then work as a team together when you're first starting doing patients. The other thing is to sit down when your application specialists come on site and really learn the technique on the scanner that you have and do some dedicated time where they can train you how to do coronary CTA. Once you understand how to use the scanner and how to use the scanner for cardiac CT, then you need to have patients while your application specialist is there. Um, the patients can be from another physician referring to the patients. Um, <coughs> And then once you have that, if you do about anywhere from 10 to 20 exams with the application specialist on site, and then when you're getting good exams and you understand how to do that, you're ready to go in to start up your CT practice. So that would be my biggest recommendation on how to start your CT exam. If you're new to cardiac imaging and you've never done cardiac imaging from the radiology side, call up the cardiologist and ask them to come down and work with you so that you get more information from that. But once again, cardiac CT, especially on the 64-channel CT scanners, are very easy. The exams are five seconds. So it's just taking that time, spending a little time, dedicating to learning on how to do this, and this will be a very easy procedure for your hospital or outpatient clinic to start.
0: Dion, I really appreciate your terrific answers and your willingness to share what's going to happen in RSNA with our users. I look forward to seeing the, you there, and hopefully, it'll be a great meeting. And I also want to remind all our listeners that uh, Diane's doing several lectures with us, and you're going to see them on CT as Us uh, before RSNA. So, with that, I'd like to thank Diana for being here, and have a nice day.
1: Well, Dr. Fishman, thanks a lot for inviting me here, and I look forward to seeing you in the future.